Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. One of my favorite anchor scriptures now is actually found in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 7. And whereas it may not be a familiar passage of scripture to some people, but the beautiful thing about the Bible is the more you read it, the more things begin to jump out at you. And the more things jump out at you, the more things you're able to recognize. And the more things you're able to recognize, the more equipped you will be as a believer. So the one thing that we find in this passage of scripture is that, well, we know that the Lord often spoke in parables. We know that the Lord also did so many things for his, for his disciples as far as demonstrations and teachings and even one of the most dynamic things was the Mount of uh, Transfiguration where Peter, James, and John were there. But for this passage, I'm going to be reading it out of the King James. And John, again, the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 7. Well, I'm going to start at verse 6. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know shalt know hereafter. When I first read this particular passage of scripture, there was a peace that came to me. There was a peace that came to me like I had not experienced before. I'm not going to say that it was metaphysical, that the earth stopped, um, stopped moving or the sun ceased to, sh- ceased to shine. But I'm going to say for, and again, there are believers who have those moments and I take nothing away from them. For this moment, for me, it was a recognition that no small detail of my life has escaped God's notice. There is nothing about my life that God is not aware of. Just sit with that for a moment. To quote William Shakespeare from Hamlet, the the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, God is aware of. He's aware of those things. And in the gospel, the Lord also also reminds us 
Fear not, believe only. There has to be an exchange, a consistent exchange for us as believers, especially as it relates to the things we want to do, the things versus the things God told us that, that we should do and must do. There had and Paul calls this the dying of self. A also known again in scripture as I die daily. There are certain aspects of your life that are going that cannot go or do not fit into God's paradigm for you. And there are certain people who cannot handle that. There are certain people whom when you tell them about the joy you have in Christ, they can only see what you cannot do in Christ. They are unwilling to give up what has been their comfort in some cases that has allowed them to have complete control in in other circumstances. They refuse to give that up for something, quote unquote, that they cannot see. In this passage of scripture, I am I am reminded every time I read it aloud, every time I'm allowed to preach on it, every time I've taught on it, which that will soon be coming. The thing that is so important to note here is even though this passage of scripture in, in John deals with the Lord washing the feet of his disciples, where he reminds us that, that let, the, let the greatest among you be a servant. The thing that is most dynamic about this passage of scripture is, again, there is no small detail that Christ does not notice. And because of this, he also says, but soon Again, in the King James, in the King James, but thou, but thou shalt know hereafter. And I could shout about that right now. God is so concerned and and is so deeply invested in you that he knows there will be portions of you that don't understand what he's doing. That cannot conceive as to how he's going to use heartbreak and failure and missed opportunities and wasted years you cannot see in your in your finite reasoning how an omniscient being can ever use anything that looked like failure to you anything that looked like disappointment to you how he could use that for anything and I have come by as one of my spiritual mentors would say, on my way to heaven to remind you that there is nothing that you have gone through in this life that Christ cannot use. There's no missed opportunity that he cannot use. There's no time he cannot redeem. And as long as you have breath in your body, there is time to get it right. Redemption is ongoing, but that is another, that is, that is another topic for another day. But because Christ is so, is so concerned with you, he understands that there will, again, there'll be things and processes and stuff that he may even tell you, things that he will tell you are soon to come. There are things by which will strike at your life and you will not understand. And you will not understand. And sometimes in that great friction, as I like to call it, where you do not understand. Sorry about that. Technology is 
we love it and we also uh, dislike it at points. But as I was saying, because because Christ, because God is so, and because the Holy Ghost is so invested in you, he makes the provision in this scripture to tell us that you may not, again, there are other translations. I want to say the New Living Translation says it. You may not know what I'm doing now, but soon you will. You may not know what I'm doing now or understand what I'm doing now, but soon you will. The power of that is inexhaustible. There will be some, again, who will see your face as something to point at, to laugh at, that they can't understand why you as a sentient being would... Uh, I heard one person on social media say, you know, get in, get in a room and talk to your imaginary friend. And, and I've known people in my life who have, um, who are at war uh, with the faith as it, as it were, because they've not either, they've not seen it work. They've seen people be hypocritical. They've seen people uh, who say they know God act like they don't and be as abusive as humanly possible to other people. And that has turned them off from anything that looks like faith. Or you have people whom are incredibly concrete and cannot conceive of how a God of all love can let either anybody die or um, does not just superimpose his will on people. But that, again, is a whole other theological debate. For this space, I'm going to remind you of what God told you and what God is able to do. In a small testimony, one of the reasons why I am still living is because God is real and I have a mother that knows how to pray. Because there were times in my life that were so dark, especially after my father died, that I stayed in places and did things with people that I should have never done because I was hurting so bad and could not imagine how If I believed God, the first major thing that happened to me after my belief in Christ was my father died. I couldn't conceive, I could not conceive of that. And I wandered in my, I wandered in my faith. I knew that God was real. I knew there was a plan, but yet that did not stop my heart from hurting. It did not stop me from missing my father. And as of this, as of next week, it will be 23 years since I have lost my father. And every year it gets easier, yes, and sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's hard. Yet, from that grief, from that pool of suffering that I, I personally went through, that my family, that my mother, my, my siblings actually went through, I can lend an intimate sympathy to people whom whom have lost their parents. I can then be a source of God's love in that particular circumstance because I've gone through all those Kubler-Ross stages of grief. I've gone through that. The one thing that is so intimate about God is, is that no opportunity is wasted. None, not even the ones that we forfeit, not even the ones that we, that we self-sabotage. Because he, in the rule of that, in the rule of our fear, anxiety, depression, and some of us do need prayer and therapy and medicine to get out of that. There's nothing wrong with that. 
I'm fond of saying just as the, just as the 10 lepers that were healed by Christ in the Bible, it depicts that, that they were healed as they went. Sometimes you still have to go, even though, even though you may be hurting, but that's, a, that's another talk for, also for another time. But today, believe only. Believe the last thing that God told you. Believe that God is for you. Believe that he is not going to abandon you. That nothing that has happened to you is too dirty. Is, never believe that the things that may have happened to you, which the world will call dirty, that God can't use. The Bible is living and active, active and applicable and is playing out daily. The one thing that I will admonish you as you finish your cup of coffee, maybe again, search out, the, search out the scripture for your meditation time or even just replay this back. I want to remind you that God is for you. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And just because the world is out of control does not mean that God has lost control. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I am God. And as the old folks say, you know, aside from me, there is no other. And in that, believe only. And sometimes that, that is a, that's a hard thing to do. But in order to get to where you have to get to, and um, the ever proficient T.D. Jake said, we're not, we're at this dispensation of time, we're, we have been in the COVID pandemic for almost two years. Well, two years now. <laughs> and people are fighting about masks and vaccines. And, and at the core of it, we're fighting about belief systems. And, he, and Jake said that when you change your belief pattern, you change your behavior. And we must, at this point, decide what we believe and who we will believe. Whose report? Will we believe in my job in this space at this time for this instance is to remind you to believe the Lord with everything shifting and shaking you need something that's going to last fear not believe only and again because God so loves you nothing you go through will ever be wasted choose wisely the voice you listen to today be mindful that God is for you and concerned with the minutia of your life to the point that he will tell you, you may not understand now, but soon you will. You'll know why the business failed. You'll know why the, that divorce had to happen. You'll know why the child was sick. You, you will know all these things because sometimes the things we go through are not for us but for other people. And I've heard many a preacher say, you as the believer may be the only Bible that some people read. You may not know what he's doing right now, but soon you will. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. 
I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J.B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A-P-O-S-T-L-E, J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you and may your well stay full.